0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rags to Richie show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Uh, Today's guest is a guy I actually got talking to online originally, a guy called D. Ludlow. Um, He's got quite an interesting story, which I'm sure a lot of people will um, be able to relate to. And he's pulled some gems from and pulled some lessons from it as well. Um, Really interesting guy. Every time I speak to him, he's in a different part of the world. Uh, So we'll find out a little bit more about that. into business, into property, into crypto. He's got an online sort of networking community called the 5am Club as well. Um, so really interesting guy. So welcome to the show, Dean.
1: appreciate it, Terry. Glad to doing? be here. Yeah, all good, all good.
0: good. Good, good. Well, thank you very much for coming on me. I know you're a busy man. Um, so what we'd we'll like to do, D, on the on the show is talk about your life so far and extract as many lessons and learnings as we can from it to hopefully inspire and motivate other people from your story. So imagine if you partitioned your life up into three parts. First part would be obviously the start, where you, you're upbringing, getting into business, starting off in your career. The middle part would be the exciting part, the growth phase, where you've achieved the things that you've achieved. And then the current part is obviously where you are now, what you're currently looking at, where your head's at, where your attention is, what you're looking at going forward. So if you just want to start with the start party, that would be great and share some lessons in this sort of story.
1: Yeah, so um, I feel that, you know, I had a good upbringing and um, I, my dad sort of introduced me to uh, business quite early. So he gave me the Rich Dad Poor Dad book when I was about 15. Um, oh, wow. So I wow. read that early. I went on my first actual Rich Dad seminar when I was, think, the same year. So just before my 16th birthday, back wow. when... There was no redemption mortgages and, <laughs> and wow. credit card deposits and stuff so um that was interesting and it opened my mind but I think I was just a bit immature at the time and mm-hmm. you know when you're young I was in the you know the best in school so I, I like to just you know spend time with my friends so I didn't really take it serious back then but it was always in the back of my mind and then um yeah I, I actually started to when I first left school um, I did start to work for my dad um, and I was training to be do my CMAP to be a mortgage advisor um, right. but again I was I was just way too immature at the time and um, didn't follow it through and decided to just go and do all the things that I shouldn't have been doing <laughs> and uh, everything
0: and, you do at that age yeah yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, yeah I didn't um, didn't really follow anything through at that point and I was quite lost really for for years so I did it I was in and out of business, so I started like quite early on, you know, the old paper round when you're a kid and save up for your first car. I did all that type of stuff and and uh, washing cars, washing dishes in restaurants just to to do that. And then um, I started, me and my friend one summer started like this like gardening business where we just go around and do different bits of gardening for people. And that sort of opened my eyes where I could actually, you know, go and do something so someone would pay me directly rather than go and get a job. So, from there, I pretty much probably tried everything from, you know, um, gym supplements, shops, barber shops, meal prep companies, <laughs> pretty much anything oh. you can think of. And I learned a lot through, um, for one, that when it comes to JVing with people, um, and, mm. you know, it took me a long time to realize what I should be looking out for with people. Um, and then, two, the valuable lessons you learn from just taking action and being in business to me. I feel has paid dividends now. So a lot of the people that took that their sort of educational route, which look, I, I, I got no issue with. I think it's great that people people need to do whatever they want to do. Um, but my mum always used to give me stick and when like, "Look at this friend. He's in uni. He's studying to be a lawyer. This friend doing this." And I was the guy who was just trying to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. um, and then, yeah, look, it's, it's not like a told you so thing, but it did take a long time and it does take mm. a long time to do it. And then when you sort of, it clicks in your head, you're sort of like, you know, I'm glad I did this now. And like I said, not taking away from anyone that's in a job because it, everyone has different paths. And to be fair, mm. I probably didn't, help myself i i ended up making it a lot harder for myself and i should have to be honest um i could it could have been a lot easier for me and but it's the path i took i had to sort of mature um and learned a lot of lessons along the way i read quite a lot but yeah to be fair i i think i made it a lot harder than i could
0: have (laughs) so was your dad's business in financial services so mortgages is that was that his business
1: yeah so he was um he did do mortgages but then he moved on to sort of um pensions um estate planning tax, uh, of, yeah. asset protection and stuff like that so that's sort of his oh, right. field and then he went offshore then so um which you know sometimes i look back and think maybe i should have just followed it through and was disciplined but yeah the mm. from like 18 to even 25 i would say i was just yeah i lost <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't
0: think you're alone on that one i think a lot of people <laughs> lose the weight and then um then then pull it back do you you think just on that the first thing you said do you think that original course did I know you you lost your way a little bit but do you think the original course maybe's ingrained a few things in you did a few things trigger at that point that are still with you now and and carried you through what you've done so far or
1: yeah definitely like because I did that sort of seminar back when we was allowed to do them in the room (laughs) um I don't know in my head it was always like that's what I'm going to do I'm I'm going I'm going to do property because that course and I loved it and but it was one of those things where at the time where I don't think I was ready I just kept pushing into the future and just putting it off and and as you and it's weird because it's the total opposite of why I'm now like I would prioritize things that looking back probably didn't didn't matter at all um over just getting stuck in and when I see some of the younger people now like 16 17 18 going out there and really putting effort in. I'm like, you lot are going to be superstars when, because you, mm-hmm. you, you know how quick you can do things, especially in property and in business. Like things take time and it is hard, but when you, when it, when the the, the, the switch goes off, things can happen quite quickly. So for mm-hmm. starting 20 years old, I, I'm like, I admire that for people to have their head in the game so young. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I agree with that. I, I know you're a father. I'm a father. Um, I've always had it in my head that I'm going to try and encourage my kids to read, do seminars, and I'll do them with them at that early age. I mean, are you, is that where you're thinking as well? Are you thinking that for your children as well?
1: Yeah. So for me, like I want them to do whatever they want, right? I'm like, do whatever you want, but I want you to be educated on certain things along the way. So they, at least they have, they have the knowledge if they if they want to action it, but I still want them to do what they want. So if they say to me, the one says, I just want to be a ballerina, then carry on. You know, if you, if they want to go and be a teacher, carry on, but, um, I'd like them to know how to handle my estate when I'm not all there, or even just have the knowledge to be able to do stuff if they want yeah. to, and then they, they can decide to follow their passion. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I definitely want to sort of get it across to them to be like, this is mm-hmm. the world. And one thing that, um, I wish I was taught when I was younger was, um, I wish my dad said to me when I was picking different things and career paths I wanted wanted to do. I wish he said, um, you know, what life do you want? Like, how do you want your life to look? And I always was like, I want to do this. I want to be able to travel and do different things. Mm. Now, the stuff that I was originally thinking about doing when I was younger, one was, I did want to be an architect when I was younger, even though I'm terrible at drawing and stuff. It was just an yeah. idea. Um, and then, then I was like, I, I want to be a PE teacher. Cause I used to, that's the only lesson I used to like. Um, and then I want to be, uh, I want to be in sport. So mm. I wish he said back then, like, especially like when I said, I want to be a teacher or whatever, Where she was like, do you know the ceiling price on, on, on the career you want? Because mm. if he said, what do you want to do? And then told me what well, the ceiling price was, then they wouldn't have added up. They wouldn't have aligned. Mm-hmm. So then I wish I want to tell that to my kids. I want to be like, what do you want to be? And then whatever it is, I'm like, well, this is the ceiling unless you open your own business and take the next step. Yeah. On this life, they don't add up. So just, just, I just want you to know that before you take five to six, 10 years to work it out. And then you're like, I need to do something else. So that's something I really want to say mm-hmm. to my kids is look, do whatever you want. And I'm support, support you with it. But if you want a certain life, some people don't. But if you do, then yeah, you're yeah. not going to get it in now unless you do it a certain way.
0: Mm. That's a, a really good point because is it, when you're younger, you don't uh, the concept of a ceiling and, and the concept of how far a certain career path can take. You have no concept of that day. Do you? you don't understand that until you yeah. mature and get a bit older. So that's a really, yeah, man, really, really, yeah. um, good, relevant, important point. I feel so. Um, love that. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So that's that's a start. So and um, before we got in the middle, ha- what what was the first business that took off? Then that kind of leads us into the middle part. But because um, I know you've got a couple of different things, one in American things. Could we just yeah. talk a little bit about? Because I'm I'm quite interested in this because I don't <laughs> you know all of this, so I'm quite interested myself in this.
1: So Wernicke, uh, so the thing that really my, my big the the thing I found most passion with was just just diversification. So. Like, I do believe you need to specialize before generalizing, because otherwise you're going to be all over the place. But for me, when I started to really understand the financial markets, property, and just the way things move and work, and I, I'm like, I like researching about the economy and the macro side of it. So that sort of really made me feel the need to diversify more, uh, not just in different assets, but also globally. So I was like, now I looked at sort of. I'm I'm similar to you right I want to see how far I can take it right I I feel that I'm nowhere near max potential so I want to see how far I can take it and Mm. something someone asked me recently was what's your what's your number and everyone's got their number and the person that asked me has already done exceptionally well and Mm. I was like what why do you ask and they're like because you're probably gonna before you reach your number that's in your head now you're already going to be so far gone in the life you want maybe the number becomes irrelevant because then you're going to want to maybe focus on family and stuff like that um, and sort of get a bit more balanced but i was like yeah maybe but i also do want to see how far i can take it yeah. um, so i looked at the wealthiest people in the world and how they accumulated their wealth mm-hmm. and i the same thing kept coming so most of them definitely didn't get rich by just buying property people didn't get rich by buying gold people didn't get rich just by buying stocks Were well, um a lot of them it was just the same thing it was just business business either building a business which, which is very hard as you know um especially a successful business or acquisition so i'm like okay when i was in like very dead set on just property i was like this is great but as you know, unless you're working on, unless you've got like a portfolio of like really high cash flow and HMOs, or you're in the development space, and you know you've got cash flow to sort of take you through developments, etc., mm. it buy to lets do take a long time to get Definitely. you a very nice life, and and I, I believe is nowhere near as passive as the education world makes out. Um, like I probably like I've been acquiring businesses, which I'll get onto now, and I get less calls from people that run the businesses than i than i do from my management company on property which is i found crazy because yeah.
0: i, like, I, I manage- think a lot of hell of a lot of people would think it's the I think the majority would think it's the way around
1: yeah well, and, they- and really it should be really it should be because there's way more moving parts for business and there's more stuff that can go wrong on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis but i just feel that you know that property can be passive and i do think that the um the social housing or the long leases is sort of the route I would prefer to go down. It's all, it depends on the individual. I'm more of a hands-off guy. I like to just enjoy travel and life. Whereas some people like to be hands-on, but I think people forget building a, uh, like a buy to let portfolio, for instance, you're building a business, that's a rental business. So business takes time and business takes systems and processes. So, but people think it's just buy, refurb, refinance, forget. And it, that's just not what happens. Um, as you know, oh, no. So um, so for me, when I looked at property, I was like, this is a great asset to hold because arguably the best asset as far as cash flow goes, you know, you you can get cash flow and uh, bonuses, the capital appreciation over time. Um, So I love property for that. And I always invest in it. But I was like, this is way too slow for me. Like I'm, I'm quite an impatient person. I'm like, well, how do I, you know, I'm all for um, delayed gratification because I believe that that's needed more in society now than ever. Everyone's just sure. instant all the time. But I was like, I need something a little bit quicker than property. This is just taking too long. And I do feel that I was doing it quite quick, but it was still too long for me. So I was like, I want to make this an asset that I buy to build long-term wealth, and the cash flows just, you know, is, is there as a bonus, and I can just you know, just let it grow. Um, same as stocks, even high dividend stocks. It was like too slow. Um, crypto moves fast, but really, really it was like for me again, I'm heavily involved in crypto, but I'm more in, I want something that cash flows me monthly that I can just have forget and build on it. Right. And compound on it, which crypto is just one of the assets I like to hold in the portfolio. So when I seen that, you know, Warren Buffett, people look at him and think he's just a, are you investing in stocks? Well, no, Warren Buffett acquires businesses, Businesses, right? He's he's the acquisition guy. Bezos, acquisition guy. Amazon's bought everything, right? So, and then you look at Musk. Musk has built businesses. Like he's great as an innovator that he builds and builds and builds. And he manages to get a load of VC to come in and invest in him and grow quite quickly. So I'm like, this is like a bit of a trend here. Everybody that has sort of made it to where they are the 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 world of acquisition. So I'm like, I need to be in this world. So then that that that, and I'm like, look, I can get a buy to let now. Let's say you get one which is, um, you know, not cash flow and a huge amount, but let's say it's two hundred pounds a month off a three bed buy to let in Wales, right, or whatever. Um, and you're like, okay, you're doing a lot of work in the grand scheme of things for two hundred pounds a month, right? Um, even if Even if it's a unicorn and you you pull all your money out and there's infinite ROI, at the end of the day, it's still a lot of work for that £200 a month, even though it is technically forever or whatever. Now, when you're acquiring a business, you can still do it similar to property with little to sometimes no money, but you're then capturing, let's say your minimum was 100K profit per business. You're now capturing 100 grand annual profit Pretty instantly. Yes, there's certain ways if you defer the consideration over time, but you're you're now in a process where you're capturing huge amounts of money from different areas, and some of it could be half a million pounds. You know, you could be like, well, I'm gonna, I'm now taking control of half a million pound profit a year for this business and in x amount of time when the 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 the, the entire consideration's paid off now i've got access to this money or i've got access to assets in the business or however you want to leverage the business so i'm like this is what i want to be in because this now my target number increased by 10 times when i understood acquisition mergers and acquisitions literally it, it, it i 10x my my goal because i'm like now this is achievable like the, the, my initial goal was way seemed not never easy but it seemed too easy i'm like exactly. when you first complete on your first business you start to feel that well this is this is this is this can happen now quite easily my first target so i'm like I've, i think i need to increase my target number which like like the person that asked me which was my cousin he was like i I, I think that you're going to get to a level where you're probably, being like a family man, you're probably going to get to a figure and then you're going to take a step back, which that may happen. But I suppose we all have to have goals and, and target numbers. Yeah. And, you know, you're know, you in business yourself and you, you've, you've done very well for yourself too. So you see how business, the compound of business is so much more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important point i don't think there's too many people shouting about that there's a hell of a lot of people shouting about property there's A hell of a lot of people shouting about crypto isn't it yeah. but chatting about businesses i think is maybe missed a little bit and yeah. you're right the cash flow and the income and the lifestyle that a business can create is is a lot more than a normal an average portfolio isn't it for, for sure yeah um, I, 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 I,
1: there's, there's two ways you can look at it like you can either look to acquire businesses that already has sort of management structure in place that you just sit on top as sort of like the beneficiary and you know, you don't really get involved. And unless something really goes wrong, they contact you or you can buy yourself a job. And, you know, even if it's a part-time job, if, if, if I was to say to you today, you know, do this, learn this, and then maybe in six to 12 months time, or if, if, if it's achievable, if, if it depends on how hard you work, you can acquire a business even with just a hundred K profits, then you know that that could probably replace i would say 99 of people's income in the uk or the us wherever definitely, you are uh, and if and if you can get control of that income and you can you know maybe only work part-time for it if you did want a job out of it then it may, gives you that more flexibility and a bit more freedom in your life and and, and you get paid more
0: definitely mm-hmm. so so let's talk about the the businesses you've acquired then so i mean is the one? Is the five? Is the ten? How, how many businesses do you do? Do you own at the moment from doing?
1: So at the moment, I've gone interest in nine, and it's hap- It has happened fairly quickly, but I try not to get involved in. That's not quite
0: impressive. It's quite impressive.
1: Yeah, that, that's obviously including like the coaching and property and stuff. But I've been. Yeah. I'm. I'm in the process. My goal is to build a group of companies, whether that be two or ten, like less. The better to me, I'd want less. It's yeah. like more
0: profit, you, less, yeah, less like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like when you get into property, like your ego gets the better, and you're like, I want to own everything, and you want to own as yeah. much as you can. And then you're like, Well, when you start doing deals that give you like seven, eight hundred pounds a month of cash flow, you're like, Yeah, I'd rather put more money in and, and get this yeah, type of deal than own 10 of those little ones. <laughs> so, yeah. same as this. um At the start, I was like, I want to get a big group of companies, 10 or 20, and then exit to private equity down the line. And that was my goal. Now it's the same goal to exit to private equity at like a seven or eight times multiple. That's my plan. But now I want to do it with less. So if I can, I've started to sort of merge a few together now because I'm sort of targeting the gas and electrical industry. Um, I'm I'm trying to merge them together, get bigger contracts. So um, I only have to really have the control over two or three rather than keep bolting on like eight, nine, 10. And then it just starts to get a bit complicated and you you've got more people involved. I'd rather just be like, look, I get two or three, get to uh, you know, a couple of million annual profit to then maybe look for a private equity firm that will entertain something at, you know, a couple of million annual profit to then give me a decent multiple. Um, to exit down the line, however long that takes.
0: And what would you do with the big check? You know what you would do?
1: I, I probably don't, but like, like, you know yourself, like you've got loads of staff, right? So you understand how hard it can be to manage staff at certain times. Oh, yeah. It's the hard,
0: hardest part about business for me. Oh, a yeah. million miles.
1: I agree. Like that's why I like to delegate that part. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, I like, it's a good question because, someone something that someone else said to me someone in my class is a bit of a mentor was like when you get to say i don't know three million annual profits um you know because everyone talks about turnover but i the profit is all that matters that's all that matters
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: so um when you get to two or three million annual profit um you're going to be in a situation where you know you can pretty much do whatever you want anyway so true do you do you then take that to five or ten million and keep growing it and then look for the multiplier or do you continue to do what you want because if you can get a business of two three million annual profit that's completely automated then is it going to be much different to get maybe 14 16 18 million quid buyout or what's the difference just going to have it all in one go so that's another thing that i probably have to consider down the line but the overall goal is just freedom of choice but i feel that i sort of have that now but i you probably the more money you get the more things the bigger the 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 prizes you give yourself yeah exactly so, but i another thing that you've probably experienced when you get to sit so my i used to have targets and then you when you hit the targets the stuff you want to buy when you hit the target you don't tend to buy that's how i feel so yeah. i was always like oh, when i do this i'm going to get this and do this and get this and then when you get it you're like i don't really don't really care if i have that now and um, i can get it i know i can but i don't want it at the moment so mm-hmm. because you start you know, your, your risk management changes because now you're on the bigger thing So um, if I got it, I'd probably looking looking at it now, I'd like to think that I would take a couple of years off, spend time with a family and travel. Yeah, a couple but, of
0: weeks max.
1: <laughs> I probably wouldn't. I'll tell you what I would like to do. Now, startups is something that I probably don't wouldn't like to get involved in now because I know how hard it is, same as you, you know. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's why I'd rather just buy a business, business as history I mean, and working. they've done all that um Definitely. but one thing i would like to get involved in which i was almost involved in quite recently and it didn't turn into anything was a blockchain startup because i love the technology behind blockchain now it's going to affect the world so i would love to get involved in some young ambitious you know kids that um have got something that's special because look these mm. the new generation now i feel far outweigh what we're doing as far as the technology stuff like you know i feel that i'm quite savvy technology wise then when you speak to some of these kids you you feel like whoa i'm I'm like a dinosaur so (laughs) so (laughs) the stuff that they can do with coding and different things Mm -hmm. i'd love to get involved in something like that because i feel that it's gonna have a a big place in our future but that's probably something i would like to do and become more of a a, like a vc where i'm just like looking at i would love to do that because Mm. I, I know how hard it was for me. I couldn't find investment in some of the stuff. Like I had a business before where it was like a, a meal prep kiosk um, in St. Mm. David's in Cardiff shopping center. It's in the main mm. shopping center, Landsec, the company was like, we, you can put this across 16 of our shopping centers. And I was like, I want to scale this. And then, but I could never find the right investor that would take a chance on me, even though I'm in like the, the biggest shopping center in Wales. I was like, you know, we, we, we're already doing pretty good but I couldn't take it to the next level. So in the end, it didn't come of nothing. But so I would like to be that person to step in because, you know, you've got to spare money there that, you know, I I don't mind. And if it comes to something cool, I'd obviously do my due diligence but i would love to get involved in like a tech or blockchain startup yeah. and, and because the multiplier is so much more <laughs> on those well, businesses
0: yeah the return massive and, and i
1: think it gets to a stage where like i love helping people so like the only reason i even entertain coaching was because it was one of the things going back to when i was a child my dad was like what do you want to be and i remember um taking a basketball class for some kids when i was like 16 17 and mm. i was like i want to do this i want to be like a life coach or something you know because so some of the kids I was teaching was like getting in trouble. Um, they was, you know, misbehaving or they had like difficulties learning. So, and I enjoyed helping them, teaching them not just about basketball, but about life. So for me, I was like, I want to do this, but I couldn't, I didn't feel that I could coach until I felt ready until I, I had achieved certain amount. And then to be fair was quite recently over the last 12 months or even six i would say really i no, yeah 12 months i was like now i'm ready i feel like i can really add value to people's lives i feel that if someone i did coach someone i could take them from there to there whereas before i didn't want to just do it like a lot of these coaches are out there becoming coaches just to make money and for yeah. me like yes you have gotta get paid for your time and get paid for what you love to do but at the same time you need to be able to show people that you can give them results and mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask you what would you do with the money
0: we've had I've had so many conversations about this I've I've, I've came up with something what I'm going to do is I'm going to go somewhere hot and I'm going to sit there beside a beach I can just I can visualize it really clearly that's why I know it's probably going to happen I'm going to sit there I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to have a notebook and pen I'm just going to think right what next what do I want to achieve in my life the coaching thing does kind of interest me as well because I like helping people that you know I do three training sessions a week with my team and I've helped a lot of them go from something from nothing to something from skint to making 50 grand, a hundred grand from, you know, from having no property to having five and tens. So I've helped a lot of people do that already, mm-hmm. but I love that. I quite love the, the how, how much they think of me, that feeling of being like, mm-hmm. like Terry's done this for me. Terry's contributed to my success or I wouldn't be where I am without Terry. That's just yeah. doing for me anyway. I just love that feeling. So there'd be an element of that. um, but I'm, I'm running at quite a fast pace, and I have done for about 12 years, as in yeah. I'm flat out all the time. If when I get the big check, I think I'd like to do something that's less intense, because my life is this, you know. Um, Although I am spending a lot of place properly and everything else, and I am a very busy person, I think I'd like <laughs> to do something where I get that feeling of, you know, people think highly of us, and um, there's obviously well-paid and something that's just not as intense in terms of hours that I input. Yeah. Um, property I'll always be involved in. Um, yeah. Like like you said, it's, it, it's great. I love it, but I don't know, mate, you know, we might be at a beach sometime. We'll Remember yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> you never know, you know what well, I me.
1: Mean? Yeah, what's next?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. Okay. Th- thanks for that, mate. Really, really interesting that. I didn't actually know all of that about you, which is, um, it's really interesting. Fair play to you as well for, for what you've achieved. Appreciate man. that. Um, so we've done sort of the where you started off, what you're currently doing now. Obviously, spending a lot of plates, real I can see business is a real passion of yours. I can see that the acquisition side. But what's your attention on now? I know you're doing the 5am club. Um yeah. a lot of the stuff like online i see anyways, the crypto stuff. What's your attention on now and sort of what you what are you looking at doing going forward?
1: So the one is obviously still still the um building the group that's sort of my main attention but then
0: like same parity yeah okay. yeah yeah
1: but just because that's the my main goal but yeah. I also the, the coaching stuff I'm really focused on that now we've got you know I've got one or two um um mentees now that I got one that's in the process of potentially completing on a deal that is about 950k profit a year and wow. and I'll be honest I was like i wish this was my deal (laughs) (laughs) uh, so my passion is to do that like to take like you just said to take people out of what they're currently doing and then replace it with something else that they enjoy or something that gives them more freedom so building the coaching stuff and the 5am club for me was i put it in place mainly because i felt that before covid so that that was like born at like the start of the lockdown um Mm -hmm. But he was, I felt that every mentorship or course I've done, the minimum was five grand, The most expensive is like 24 grand. So it was like, there's nothing really out there that I can do or someone can do that doesn't break the bank for, for a lot of people. So I was like, what if I could create a platform that gives them the value across many different industries from many different walks of life, real walks like you spoke on there and like i think that when you was motivating people and and you told people your story in or you could see all the shares afterwards people was inspired by it because they see a real person that's taken their life from this to this and now are very successful so for me i was like if i could rather than give them like the old boring course content why don't just get real people on there to give them their real stories case studies add value and give it at such a low barrier to entry that anyone can afford to do it. That was what I wanted to do. And I feel that we created that and, and it's still there now. Everything gets saved. Like your, your episode will be watched over and over again for however long he's on there, which will be forever. So, and I like that, that people can go back. So if you join today, you can still watch everybody else's back. And yeah, so I, and I feel that it, it, it was needed in the space. And now I see a lot of people t- taking it online monthly subscriptions, which is yeah. a lot cheaper and giving our content because, it was so overdue but i feel that the pandemic sort of helped people realize oh i can do this online yeah. and i can do it and i don't have to because people sort of put stuff off because they're like i'm too busy but yeah. if you can't wake up at 5 a.m for an hour and give that yeah. once a week then you're never going to do it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so, did, did Did you start that last year during the the whole COVID yes. situation was it just started last year was it
1: yeah, it was, it was an accident. So I literally found myself getting a bit too comfortable in lockdown at the start. And I was like, mm. I was like, wasn't getting up early. I was binge eating. I was just getting bored. And mm. I was like, how long is this going to last? And the gyms were shut and everything. And I was like, I contacted a few friends and said, look, let's just jump on a call at 5am. It's way out of our comfort zone, especially for me at the time. I was waking up at like eight because I just lay lying in. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Let's get on. Let's get on the call at five and just talk about business and maybe we can help each other. And because, as you know, social media people started to share it, and then the next week we'd have more. And it got to a stage where it was way too many people to have like free flowing conversation. We couldn't really yeah. have a conversation because there was like twenty on there. Yeah. So I asked one of the guys who did a lot of NLP. Um, his name was Ian, and I was like, um, Would you mind doing like? I think he actually mentioned to me, and I was like, Why don't you do like a presentation on NLP? and about mm. mindset and then that's sort of like a catalyst everyone wanted to do it then and then oh, i was wow. like it was taking so much of my time up i was like my friend was like mate you need to monetize it i'm like no nah, that's going to take it away from what it's doing he's like no nah, don't be like doing 150 pound a month or nothing. do something cheap like 30 quid a month that because it's taking a time up and i was like for me to con- i was just gonna just not do it anymore but i was like for me to like give put some time into this i need to mm. um charge so i can put someone else in place to to, yeah. to, to organize it all. and that's what we did and i was like you know what for the money 30 quid a month it's a no-brainer to, to get it to, but even to listen to you for instance just you i've seen the value you gave if that's not worth 30 quid then i don't know what is and, that, and then you can oh. add like another 200 hours of that on on the platform then you know yeah, it, if you don't want to learn. so yeah
0: <laughs> I, I think that even this i say this a lot of my guys even the fact of just getting up earlier and doing i tell my guys even if they just watch a five minute motivational video on youtube or anything it just puts you in such a better place for that day doesn't it so going on with a a lot of like-minded individuals and listening to proper stories it can only benefit them in 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 every part of the life corner you know there's there's the there's well there's loads of books that talk about the importance of getting up early isn't there um the miracle morning was an unreal one for me um But yeah, it's such a simple thing that anybody can do tomorrow, regardless of the income levels, where they're at in life. They can get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. and
1: I I know a lot of people mention, like some people who's already sort of, um, you know, experienced a bit of success. I see them post and say, you don't need to wake up at five. You don't need to do this. You don't need to. And I'm like, look, you don't. If you don't want it, you don't have to. But as far as I'm concerned, if I wake up at five, I definitely get more done in the day. I'm way more productive and I feel buzzed where, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people are more like of a sort of night owl and some yeah. people are morning people, but I was never a morning person, but I put myself and discipline myself to be one. And I prefer it because I feel like there's nothing. I'd much prefer to wake up early to like birds sort of tw- <laughs> chirping in the morning and wait in the in, or, or go to sleep really, really late. It's just, it's just what I prefer. And, mm. You know and, and for me to get to set me up for the day it helps me because I get chance to especially having children like yourself I feel that like I beat the day a little bit because I, I'm more yeah, productive yeah. because they're in bed where well, if I wait till like eight o'clock seven o'clock my morning is game over
0: Chaos, yeah it's chaos yeah I'll yeah you, you said something there beat the day that that that's part of the reason why I like it because I feel like I feel like I'm ahead of other people. Right, I like to text people really early in the morning like in all my WhatsApp groups, I text people good morning, hope you have a great day and all this but I feel like I'm getting ahead of my competition, I feel like I've got an Mm -hmm. advantage which I personally like that feeling if I I feel like I'm getting ahead or I'm just progressing quicker than other people, not necessarily beating other people, it's not a competitive thing, it's more like if I feel like I'm ahead, you know what I mean, if I feel like I'm progressing quicker than I can do or than I should do or than others I just I like that feeling mate
1: well it is, it is that sort of feeling of the competitive advantage and I like that too like as a competitive person yeah. I do feel like if you look at you know even sportsmen like, like Kobe Bryant he says that I go to the gym two hours before and stay two hours after because if I'm adding an extra four hours training a day I'm going to be light years ahead of people and i'll compound and then i'll hit exponential growth and they will, won't be able to keep up with me so i feel that it does and it does pay if you can consistently do it and you stay disciplined over time you will see the disconnect between you and other people because you're going to feel like you need to level up because you've what you've you've outgrown everyone around you and I, I, that, that's how it's worked for me and it seems to be the same for you so i wouldn't change it
0: yeah definitely ronaldo just recently said it on that interview with with Piers yeah. Morgan. yeah, I've seen that. Um, okay, cool. That's, that, thanks that to that's That's great. Just a couple of other questions I had for you, really. So we talked about your story, which is fascinating. There's loads and loads of lessons there, I feel, that people can extract and um, implement in their lives. Um, so what what advice would you give for, this is an interesting one for you, actually, because you are that diverse, doing all these different things. I'll change the question.
1: Okay. If you could
0: pick one thing, one thing for young people getting into property, crypto, business acquisition, what would be the thing? If you could only pick one, what would be the thing?
1: Business, 1 million percent. I, I, there's nothing out there that can give you the same ROI. Yes, you could have bought Bitcoin in 2011 and whatever, but let's be fair, If you to get real ROI and maintain consistent cash flow and have a nice lifestyle, business is going to trump everything, in my opinion.
0: What, what industries of business would you say are the future?
1: 3d print, um, VR, AR, biotech, um, uh, gene therapy, all, all the techie stuff, I think. But if I was, you know, if, if I could mold one of my daughters into something now, I'd be like, learn code, learn how to code cool, and yeah. understand the technology and blockchain and just, the technology behind how sorry that how the technology is going to affect different industries so you know for instance the housing market i think it's probably one of the industries that hasn't really been affected massively by tech at all it's like what tech's eating up every industry pretty much yeah. but apart from property it's like it's just untouched at the moment so when you start looking at 3d print construction we've always seen modular when you start implementing smart contracts to land registry and the legals and, the, and, and, and the, the finance side. It just, I think that it's going to be disrupt, disruptive at the start, but it's, it's well overdue in, in property. And like I seen the other day that, um, that there's a house up for sale now in New York for half the price of everything else in the street because it was done 3D print. If you can Google it or YouTube it and it shows you it, and there's no difference to a normal house. It looked like yeah. you would... You wouldn't care. It's just exactly the same. There's no difference, especially the new generation. They wouldn't. Maybe older people may be like, I want the old, you know, the, the traditional way of a house being built, but this is just the way it's going to go. And to build that house, it took three laborers and a machine, right? So no yeah. materials apart from wow. what was used for the machine. So when you look at the developments and stuff, when you're talking 60 or some of these like thousand houses now, um, you know, and when you don't have to have all the logistics again the materials there all the all the the headache of managing hundreds sometimes thousands of staff different in d- different trades coming at different times you just pull a machine up few labourers per machine and just print a house and and talking about 3d print really? they can print nutritious really? food now so it, it, wow. i think that we're going to is is a lot about to happen across many industries but i think that yeah i would if it was me i'd be like get involved in tech as early as you can understand tech and pick it up as quick as you can
0: mm. fascinating that's i'm going to google that actually yeah i'm doing <laughs> 3d print stuff but I, I didn't realize it was they were not in stuff up in new york i mean one thing on that mm. if it's mortgageable i don't know how the banks would look at that but if it is if they become mortgageable you know because certain types of construction are mortgageable mm. that was mortgageable and more common and as you say when our kids are buying houses it'll probably be more common than and more you know people won't be too forced to won't know any difference. Um, all of yeah. a sudden, yeah, I mean, construction is going to be massively interrupted then, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. like mean, Jesus. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? And that's it
1: also creates affordable housing that, you know, we don't build enough houses year on year. That's, that, that's a fact. So if you can now knock houses up in like a fraction of the time for a fraction of the price, then I would say lenders have to mortgage them. Like for lenders now, like I'm not, You'll have to fact check this. I've said it a few times. I still haven't fact checked it myself. But somebody told me that every Taylor Wimpy roof is now modular. So I'm not sure how true that is. But if that's the case already, we already had a discussion, I think, a year and a half ago or before COVID saying, would lenders mortgage modular builds? And they do. They mm. already and, and it, do. It.
0: Oh, well, there you
1: go then. So um, a 3D print. If anything, like, I'm not sure which is the most um, sturdy or whatever, but a 3D print house is no different. It's watertight. It's the same. You would never tell. Like when you Google this, I think they called SQ4D, um, the company, or I, and there's another one called Icon. If you look at them on YouTube, you see the house and you're like, well, that just looks like a normal house. So um, it is it, fascinating. Is, technology. Is, the, is
0: the construction time a lot quicker as well? The time to yeah. build or is the time the same quicker?
1: Oh, it's so much quicker! So quick! So wow, it's crazy. It's, that's
0: crazy.
1: So yeah, it's um, crazy. yeah, it's. it's, it's it, I think that's going to change a lot of things, especially affordable housing, and so sort again of on top of building houses to keep up a population as well.
0: Mm. Mm. Fascinating. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Um, so the show is called the Rags to Riches Show, as you know. Um, what does being rich mean to you? Because you can be rich in um you can be rich in monetary terms you can be rich in time in relationships in friends. you can be rich in loads of different ways but what does being rich mean to you
1: time the only thing that matters is time um I think I said this on um James's podcast and I'm, I'll say it again I say to a lot of people if, imagine you had a clock on the top of your head and you knew the day you was going to die and it was a countdown timer would you live every say, did, would you live every day differently And everyone would say yes. If you knew the day you was going to go, you would treat every day differently. But because we don't know the day and it's uncertain, we just crack on and waste time every day looking at stuff we don't need to look at, spending time with people we shouldn't be spending time with. So time is everything. And rich in monetary terms, all it does is allow you to have flexibility and freedom, which gives you more time. So really, when you think... circle,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: People say, what do you want to be rich for? I want to buy Lamborghinis. I want to buy this. I want to buy this. It's like, well, what else do you want? Do you want the time to enjoy those things you buy? And they're like, oh, of course. Well, really you're buying time. That's all you, that's all, that's all that matters in life as far as I'm concerned is time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Mm. I'm kind of on the same wavelength there. I think too many people chase the money and they sacrifice, everything to get there, sacrifice the breakdown in relationships, lose contact with the friends, that then they're just purely chasing money when I mean, you, you're losing all of that time. And that's why I feel a lot of people get to a certain age and we're in thinking a little bit of a regret. You know what? I should have really enjoyed it mm-hmm. or I shouldn't have sacrificed as much. I know countless people whose relationships have broke down because all they do is work.
1: Yeah. You,
0: know, you don't want to be the richest person that great, richest person in the day. There is no point no and um,
1: you're right like it's all good getting it all but if you've got the people that you wanted to spend the time with when you get it if they're not there anymore it's not the same so
0: yeah you're right i, I got recommended a book and i haven't actually read it yet so i can't really see if it's good or not but it was i think it was called the seven regrets of the dying so it's quite a morbid book yeah. but someone told us about it a guy called um tony taylor in london who i know and he said um one of the regrets was well well, I think of it like this None of the regrets were. I wish I worked more. Mm-hmm. I wish I put more hours in, and I you know, it was. I wish I spent more time with friends. I wish I took a chance on that business, for example. I wish I, you know, was a better partner to my wife or my husband. You know, it's not really about. I wish I put more hours in. I wish I worked twelve hours a day instead of eight, because I would have. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the book, from what he told me, was um, the interview people in a hospice, in you know, people who were about to die. So it's quite a powerful book, you know. I, I yeah. it, to be fair, but it's right. Like it points. sounds
1: like a great book. Seriously, I, it's needed. I think it is. Like, and I love talking to like older people because you get it when access to a generation of people that you were not alive to experience. You get access to that, uh, and two, like you said, you probably find the, the, a common theme there when you ask them. Like, probably the same as that book where everyone's the same. They start saying like, "Don't worry about the people that." um don't worry about chasing this chasing this probably don't worry about vanity metrics and all the other stuff just do you enjoy what you want to do and make sure you live every day to the fullest like that because mm-hmm. we always when it comes to that stage or you're in a bit of a situation we always take things for granted so it's always good to be grateful too so if you everything is going well for you today don't forget to be grateful for what you have because that's what i used to do i like yeah, i've i never used to like i always used to Well, I never used to give myself that bit of the pat on the back to be like, "You've you've done okay." Um, Like enjoy it. I just used to always punish myself and never be grateful for what I have in the moment. Now I do it, but I didn't used to, and it's it's quite important because people don't count the small wins. You know, people you don't have to win big all the time. You can there's a small small wins too, and they all count. They all add up. Mm.
0: Love that. Love that, and celebrate the wins as well. But <laughs> enjoy yourself, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, yeah, man. Well, um, made that to be that's been amazing. Uh, really weird ended, I think, there as well. a uh, really powerful ending. So, thank you so much. Just before we shoot off, actually, um, if anyone wants to find you today, they want to reach out to you, want to find a bit more about you. Um, what's the best way?
1: Um, mainly Instagram, so is at double underscore Ludlow and or dludlow.com is my website. But yeah, Instagram's where I post mainly.
0: Instagram, cool. Well, D, thank you so much. Look forward to whenever you're back in the UK, you know, floating around the world somewhere. We'll catch up on a pint sometime. It'll be great.
1: Oh, I look forward to it, mate. Thanks, D. -d 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 Cheers.